This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast Handicapping Edition. It's Chris Liss, rotowire.com, and I'm joined by Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. This podcast is sponsored by Harry's.com. Uh, there's not really a lot of blame to go around for last week, right? I mean, last week we just went three and two. The Colts are the softest piece of shit ever in the history of humanity. The Ravens had it yeah, for a second. I was going to see if there's any blame, it's the Colts is what I was going to say. And that was just gross. Like, they, they, they came back. They got up enough to cover. And not only did they blow the cover on the touchdown, but, of course, they had the two-point conversion failed. Because if it went into overtime, we would have been back. We would have had another chance. Yeah. I mean, we went three and two. And um, I'll take equal blame. The last second we switched from the Falcons, who was my best bet of the week, to the Ravens. You kind of were leaning that way. But in fairness, you, you let it left it up to me. And no, we no, went no. We kept the Falcons, didn't we? I thought we switched the Browns to the Ravens. No, no. What? No. Then we're two and three. No, 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 no. Cardinals, Panthers, and Seahawks. Oh right. We. Oh God. I thought we had the Falcons. I was cursing you when the Falcons were down. <laughs> like I was doubly wrong because I was cursing you because the Falcons were. I thought were a bad pick that you insisted on, and not only were they a good pick, but we didn't even have them. Right. No, we went, we went, we went, we were very close to going four and one, which has been a lot better. Three and two is fine, but the problem is it's kind of a soft three and two because I'm guessing 99.9% of the people had the, pan- had the Panthers because, two and two. I mean, that line went from, you know, we got them at four and a half. And uh, by the time it, oh, you know, it closed, it was nine and a half. And the funny thing about that is if uh, they got that two point conversion at the end, even the four and a half wouldn't have covered that. So yeah, it wasn't the, the greatest, but what did you think we went? I thought we went three and two, but I just yeah, we I did. guess I, I we thought did. we lost with the Ravens and the Colts. Um, and I thought we won with the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Falcons. 
No, we had the Panthers. We had the Panthers. I forgot that we had the Panthers. Yeah. But I knew we had the Panthers, so it was weird. I guess I thought we went four and two, which is right. impossible. <laughs> right. Well, at least I went to bat for the Seahawks. I felt good about that. And it w- wasn't even that impressive either. But no, I, I, was, I mean, but that was just so – I mean, I, like, like I said, if there was ever a game you're going to predict a shutout, which you never should, that was it. You know, I wrote about this. The over-under for the Bears, if you looked at the team over-under and then the spread, was 13-and-a-half. It was a 43-and-a-half over-and-under and a 16-and-a-half line is where it actually went off. So 30 to 13 and a half was actually the predicted score by Vegas. 13 and a half. The over-under should have been a half. That's insane. Yeah. Right? At I least mean, it should have been like three. Right. Three. Right. Well, a half is the same as one and a half, right? Because you can't right. score one. <laughs> right. And you're probably not going to get a safety. So it's really the same as two and a half. Right. So three, a half. It's really the same thing. All right. Let's talk about this slate. Uh, I really I, – I hope you feel differently than I do. I, I looked at the slate and I'm like – this is all just garbage. You know, the NFL is just such a piece of shit now. I just feel like every game, I'm not, I'm like interested in so few games. And if I didn't have all this like fantasy and, you know, and, and gambling and, and survivor action on it, I'd probably just like find another hobby. You know, like it's, it's like I'm, only, I'm like only into it because I'm so into it. Well, as a 49ers fan, I couldn't agree with you more, but um, that, that's why this stuff exists though. That's, that's why gambling and, fantasy and survivor exists. I mean, that's, I mean, that's been that way a while for me, but maybe that's not the, the purest way to treat the sport, but we might be not be on the same page with games this week, but we are on the same page as the overall slate. Cause I agree with you. This is one of the most disgusting I, I've seen. I, I don't like any on the board at all. So let's try to come up with a handful that we agree on. Okay. And, and right. Agreeing isn't even the point. If, if our agreement is so flimsy, if the basis <laughs> right. of our agreement is so flimsy that we could be talked out of it so easily, which I was just hoping you'd feel like super strong about like five of these things. Uh, a couple, maybe, maybe. You know, and then you'd, you'd be like, I'm going to bat. I'm risking my reputation. You know, you can, you can kill me if we lose this one. You can seriously come over and kill me as a penalty. I'm so sure that this one's coming in. Stuff like that. I got one or two. So hopefully you have one or two and that can make, maybe they're different. And that's four. So ho- hopefully we can, we can right. conjure up five here. Let, let's go. Cause I don't want you letting us down like you have in early in the season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So, all right. Baltimore minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. I have a side in this. I'm not proud of it, but I have a side in this. Who's your side? Uh, maybe this is just overly obvious, but um, I think Michael Vick is just not, not very good. He's 35 years old. He's going to have to learn a, learn on the fly in a short week. Um, obviously, the line is baked in here. I mean, if what would if Roethlisberger were playing, it'd be what the Steelers by anywhere between Three four, and and four and two and, Three right, and, and a half. I think the Steelers would be favored. By three and a half if Roethlisberger were healthy. Okay, and that's that's on the minimum side, I would say. So that's still what six point swing. It's that's an awful lot for a for an NFL player, but of course the quarterback position is is so important. So Baltimore, they're really not bad for an zero three team. I mean, even that loss in Oakland now doesn't look quite so bad. They they've only been outscored by fourteen points. Their uh, biggest problem is their secondary getting burnt deep. Jimmy Smith is clearly not playing healthy. But you think Michael Vick's going to go over the top? I mean, they defend the run pretty well. Uh, I know it's a short week and they're on the road, but maybe that two and a half points is begging me to take that side and, and everyone's going to just think that, that Vic sucks. But I don't know. It's one team that's looked really good and another that's 0-3. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the road team here. Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. It's, it's super obvious. And it's one of those sort of, well, they can't go 0-4. Well, they can go 0-4. Once they're 0-3. Well, they we said they couldn't 4. go 0-3 at home yeah. last week too. So, But, they, you know, the Bengals are a very good team. And they had them, you know, they were ahead with a couple minutes left and then they made a play to win it. But I think Baltimore is going to come in there and deal with this. I, I, I think when these two teams play, it's 50-50 no matter where the venue is anyway. Uh, right. And the fact that one team is missing its quarterback 
and also the this is just such desperation time. I think had Pittsburgh lost to St. Louis, I might feel a little differently, but it's I just feel like Baltimore is the, the desperate animal here. So I agree. Okay, that's probably we're going to take that, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll mark that down. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense isn't very good, by the way, and Flacco's actually been putting up numbers despite yeah. the lack of receivers. So, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll mark that down. That's possible. Okay. And then um, and we've been taking Baltimore every week and losing with them, but I think, you know, we've got to keep, keep going. I'm, I'm a go-back-to-the-well sort of guy then, you know. Uh, that's that's my personality. The gambler's now. fallacy, we're bound to, bound to win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I believe more in the gambler's fallacy than the opposite. Okay, so – um, then you got the Jets, uh, who are favored by two against Miami. Now this game's in London. It, it it seems like Miami's at home, but they're not. It's a home game technically for Miami, but it's in London, um, which is always an unwatchably bad game. And I don't expect different from these two teams. Um, who do you like there? I have I have a lean. You know, the first couple I actually have a little bit of a lean, and Baltimore was one, and I have a lean here too. Yeah, well, I don't think you'll have to worry about watching it unless you rise early these days because it's a 6.30 a.m. local time start for us, which is pretty insane. I might DVR it and watch it while I prepare for the 10 a.m. games, but that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, again, I'm not going to overthink this. One team seemingly is a lot better than the other, and they're on a neutral field. So why would explain to me why you wouldn't take the Jets here. They play far better defense, and they've outscored their opponents by 27 points. The Dolphins have been outscored by 23 points. So ho- especially if Eric Decker comes back, and hopefully Darrell Revis is healthy, um, I don't. I don't see why you wouldn't go Jets here. I'm going Miami. Uh, I, I just. I just. You know, a couple games in the NFL. These both middling teams. It's not like the Jets are some world beaters. Miami looked horrible last week. Maybe they suck, but they've got a lot of skill weapons. I mean, you know, their offense should be good. They've got Indomitian. Terrible Steve, coach. Wake. I don't think they're going to let Philbin back in the states. I mean, just terrible. Terrible coaching, man. Yeah, he's a horrible coach. There's no doubt about it. And they should be a lot better. But. I don't know. It just seems like the Jets are the obvious call, and Miami and the Jets are basically equal teams, and they're getting two points on a neutral field. I don't really, I don't really see the Jets necessarily, but they certainly have played better for the first three weeks of the year. There's no doubt about that. Miami won uh, in Washington, which isn't, you know, Washington sucks, but they're not, you know, winning a road game. They won a road game this year. That was such garbage. I have a bet with Kaepernick. More about him later versus Tannehill. This is such joke garbage time. That bomb to Rashard Matthews on fourth down, where it was like a hail mary. Basically, and he came back and caught it for a fifty-yard score that didn't matter at all. Just frustrating to pad his stats. But I don't know. I just have been thoroughly unimpressed with this Miami team. And if the Jets, like I said, if they do get Decker back, I mean Fitzpatrick is is competent, and I just think their defense is just on a completely different level than Miami's. Well, Miami's defense is good on paper, and I think maybe just it's a new game, and I think Miami's defense can knock around Fitzpatrick and cause some problems for him. He can make some mistakes. Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's definitely been involved in some disasters. And, I mean, he was pretty good last year. He's been good. He's been decent to start the year. I don't know. I'm not wet into it. My vibe was Miami. I don't really I, – again, I don't have a huge basis. I just felt like it's a little contrarian. I don't really think the Jets are especially good. And it's just sort of based on the start of the year, I think this would be a good value. All right, fair enough. Let's okay. let's just stay away as far we'll as move on. Let's move on. I don't feel that strongly, yeah. but it was one that kind of jumped out um, among this very you know you know uh, slate that I don't have any feeling for at all. Okay, Jaguars plus nine in Indianapolis. I despise the Colts. I mean, honestly, I would fight the Colts. Like, I think I could beat up the entire Colts team, and that's how soft they are. Like they, it, it's like 
They just can you know, Tom Brady said this about them after week one at Buffalo and they got smoked. He said they got a little bit pushed around by the Bills. And everyone got, you know, took all offense to that because it's he's kind of like getting back at them for the deflate gate because they're the ones that reported him. Right. But he's right. They got pushed around. And the next week, New England did not get pushed around. And they get pushed around easily. They're soft. They're, they're very soft, and they're also not coached well at all. But I'm going to lay the wood here. Uh, they're 0-3 against the spread. Again, going back to the well, I think they're just the type of team that are bullies and beat up on the you know the the weak teams, especially the division opponents. And at home, I could see them just blowing them out and just everyone thinking that they're back. Uh, I I agree. This team is soft and not very good long term. I thought they might go deep into the playoffs this season, but that was predicated on them being the number one seed and having home field. But Andrew Luck is seemingly taking a step back. They did they did put up 21 points in the fourth quarter in Tennessee last week for whatever that's worth. Um, but I feel like people think, or maybe writing them off, I wouldn't exactly call it contrarian, though, because who wants to bet on Jacksonville, on the, on the other hand? So uh, give me the Colts, but I certainly don't love it. Yeah, I got the Colts, too. I was just saying how soft they were and how disgusting it was to watch them last week. But, you know, you know, luck isn't even that bad. He made some bad decisions. I, I think he's just under siege. Like, the, the offensive line sucks, and the defense sucks, and the coaches suck, and he's, like, under pressure. And he just made some bad decisions where he's just trying to do too much. And you see that his QB rating on passes to Andre Johnson is seven point eight. Well, Andre Johnson has dropped like two passes. He slipped. One hit him in the side, or you know, he didn't turn around. Andre Johnson. I mean, that's not. He's not even relevant to this game. You know, I mean, he he's not relevant. He's done. He's finished. And I don't know why you drafted him in the Stopa League. I tried to warn you, but um, apparently you 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 wouldn't listen. Uh, I got Cooper for you know more than half the price. So there you go. That's fine. Yeah, he's going to do fine. Hyde isn't the shine is one off of Hyde star just because his team is dragging him down. He leads the NFL in yards after contact. Yeah, no, he's he's really good, but it's just he's really being dragged down by a horrible team. Anyway, I, I would do Indy here. I, I kind of agree with you. I think at home they probably beat up on the Jaguars. It's just hard because the Jaguars are going to push them around too. I mean, any NFL team can push this team around. This is a soft team, and their coaching is just—it's gross. Like I, I truly have hatred for their coaching staff, especially when you're backing them in a the game. You just feel—I feel just hatred for them. And I don't—I I really don't want to go through it again, but I'll do it. I'll take Indy. Uh, you want to consider that one too, one of our five? I think so. I okay, mean, we're both on the same page, and it just—it's—it just kills me to do it, but I think we should do it. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're a you know self punishment. You like that? You're glad. I, I just it just makes me mad. It just makes me so <laughs> angry at those coaches. All right, because uh, you know they're going to mess it up. They're going to do the wrong thing every time. All right, Houston plus six and a half at Atlanta. I, I actually have a feeling on this one too. Very interesting because I'd say this was one of my toughest ones, and you could you could easily talk me into it either way. Um, I've been an Atlanta fan this this year. That made it my best bet last week. Um, they were the one bet, as I mentioned in last week's podcast, I made before the season. Got them at forty to one. Man, if they go four and zero, I mean, I'm going to start getting excited as far as thinking of hedging opportunities. Julio Jones is putting up historic num- numbers, most catches over the first three games of the season in NFL history, on a silly pace for 184 receptions. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if they're the type of team that can run away with this. What if Arian Foster returns? And they could kind of, you know, yuck it up there. But one thing is Desmond Trufant's actually kind of emerging as a pretty elite cornerback. And Houston really relies on DeAndre Hopkins. So if they shadow him there, who knows what's going to happen with Ryan Mallett, who's so inaccurate. So you could talk me into either way here, but I'm kind of leaning toward taking the points. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Houston. I mean, I just think 
Atlanta's kind of gotten lucky. They they should have lost the Eagles. They should have lost the Giants. Yeah. Dallas, without any quarterback or receiver, <laughs> was beating up on them for two or three quarters. I mean, you know, it, it's exciting that they have Julio Jones. And the reason Julio Jones is doing so well is because, I don't know if you read this, but uh, Julio Jones and Devonta Freeman both had huge days because Devonta Freeman had 30 carries and nobody else got any except Matt Ryan, who had two on non-designed scrambles. So, you know, so basically all the carries went to one guy. And then Matt Ryan threw 35 passes, 20 of which went to Julio Jones, and five of which went to Freeman. So 25 out of his 35 passes and all 30 of the carries went to two guys. So fantasy-wise, it's great, right? I mean, that's, that's what you want. But in real life, I don't know if that's that good. Well, well, here's what I will argue. First of all, there's just such a huge upgrade in coaching, which is sometimes often underrated. I mean, Mike Smith was a joke. Yeah. Dan Quinn coming from the d- defensive coordinator at Seattle. Kyle Shanahan's a fantastic offensive coordinator. Have you seen the movement he's making? Julio Jones move all around the field with all these slots, and he's really utilizing them. So I think it's smart. I know what you're saying as far as fantasy terms, but why not when you have this freak athlete throw it from 40% of the time? You know, why not? I've been complaining on Twitter all the time. Like, why do the Giants spend three quarters handing the ball off to these scrubs and then finally they throw a ball down the field to Odell Beckham? Easy yeah, Beckham's getting like nine targets a game. Julio Jones is getting like 16. Right, because they go right to their first, their best guy, just like the Steelers did. They go right to Antonio Brown. And why are those offenses so good? Because they get the ball to the guy who's good. Whereas every other team, you got to wait a whole half to, oh, yeah, wait, we have Calvin Johnson on our team. Why don't we throw him the ball once? Yeah. Oh, Odell Beckham, maybe we'll try it deep to him in the, in the fourth quarter. Oh, that's a good idea. What, why didn't you do that in the first play? Why didn't you do that every play until they stop it? You know, I don't really understand what's wrong with these teams. So I agree. That's a good thing. And I do respect Atlanta's coaching. But, you know, Bill O'Brien doesn't seem like a total idiot. I only watched a little bit of Hard Knocks, but he didn't seem like an idiot to me. He's from the Belichick coaching tree. I liked him. I liked him on that show. So, so you know, I mean, I, I think, like, this Houston's desperate. I think they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to play a, a solid game. I don't think Atlanta's D is especially good. Uh, and I think Houston's going to figure out a way to, you know, to just make sure Julio Jones is covered heavily. He may beat them anyway, but it's not going to be easy. And let Roddy White catch twelve balls if he have to. Yeah, I'm, or I'm, one. I'm taking the I'm taking the points. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Me too. Okay. All right. So we'll consider that one. And then now, now it gets really sketch the rest of the way for me. Um, Carolina minus three at Tampa Bay. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I would in the past have taken Tampa Bay because of the, you know, sort of fade the public home dog thing. And Carolina, I mean, honestly, they had trouble at home against the Saints. I mean, that was not – was that – that was at home, right, that game? Yes, it was at home, yeah. That was not like a convincing performance against a terrible team without its quarterback. And Tampa missed a bunch of field goals. I hope they cut that kicker this week. Um, because they, I, did. they, they, they didn't, they, 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 uh, they stood behind him. Vote of confidence. Yeah. Oh my God. Cause they cost me a cover with those missed field goals. I mean, honestly, like I was on the right side last week and that cost me. Um, Oh, the nine and a half in your column. You mean? Yeah. Well, we had them in super contest though. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Houston cover. Oh my, I'm thinking this game. Sorry. I'm losing my mind. Right, right, right. Yeah. Me too. No, I had Tampa on that I one. I mean, you know, right. make what do you went one for four and a missed extra point, right? Yeah. Make a field goal, dude. I mean, if you can make a couple of field goals, this cover is in the bag. No problem. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I, I think Tampa's the play, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah. This is probably another, my second least favorite one. And I'm just going to go total sucker side and take Carolina. I know these division games, especially in this division, or you never know. And like you said, go ugly with the, the home dog, but how is Jameis Winston? I mean, I hate to say how it's going to happen because NFL, whatever, a bounce here, a bounce there. 
Uh, I don't know. The, the Panthers are still allowing an NFL low 5.4 YPA, just two touchdown passes, four interceptions. Uh, Winston has done anything but impressed. So I think the defense carries them. One funny thing is Jonathan Stewart finally has that backfield to himself, and he's still worthless in fantasy terms. They can't run the ball at all. But it's just three. You know, it's not three and a half. So um, I will take the road favorite. All right, I'm going to take Tampa, but that's fine. I, was, I don't like I don't that, care about I don't like that anyway. one at all. And I don't, I don't have any – Carolina crushes them. I wouldn't be surprised at all. All right, uh, Giants plus six at Buffalo. I have a side on this. Do you have a side on this? Yes. Um, I think Buffalo is totally legit. I'm buying into Tyrod Taylor, and Greg Roman's driving me crazy because he was such a vanilla offense for the Niners last year, and he's, he's calling these rollouts, and guys are just seemingly wide open. And Taylor actually throws a pretty deep ball, apparently, and – Carlos Williams looks like the next star. I mean, McCoy may sit out, and that might be a good thing for Buffalo as a good defense as well. But having said that, the Giants are coming off a Thursday game, a little extra rest. They don't have to travel far. And they're just the type of team that strikes me as I always like when they get points nearly a touchdown because they're the team that kind of disappoints when they're, you know, they have expectations, although they did cover their last game against uh, Washington. But they're also a team that, um, you know, kind of steps up when they are underdogs uh, close to this size. So I would take the points here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Giants too. You know, Buffalo, Sammy Watkins is banged up. They don't really have anyone that's dangerous or scary. I mean, Person Arvin can make a play now and then, but it's not really a guy they can go to uh, regularly. And, you know, Charles Clay made some plays last week, but big deal. Um, I, I just think they're not really a dangerous offense. And as long as the Giants don't get absolutely smothered by what's a good defense, um, I think they'll hang in this game. So, okay. I, Giants may be one of our teams, then, it sounds like. Yeah, I'll mark it down. I'll mark it. All right. Um, all right. And now uh, Oakland minus three at the uh, Bears. I this is the, this is the last one I have any feeling for, but I'll let you go first on it. Again, I feel like the sucker side. Who takes the, the Raiders' uh, road favorites uh, uh, here? And they're going to have to travel across the country for the second straight week and play a 10 a.m. body clock game. But I'm kind of buying into Derek Carr. And uh, Jimmy Clausen is just so bad. Um, I, I know this is such a sucker side. I, I really do. But I, I am taking these first three games, and I am changing my opinion entirely of this Oakland Raider team. And I, I think they are very, very good. This Bears team has allowed eight touchdowns, one interception, a 123.8 QB rating against. Uh, that's pretty bad. And Amari uh, Cooper's real deal. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Interesting. I was going to go with the Bears just on principle. Just like, look, man, laying three on the road with the Raiders. But I like, I kind of like your argument because, you know, even if the Raiders aren't great, but they're just okay or decent or nine and seven ish or eight and eight ish or whatever they end up being. I mean, it is true that probably nobody wants to take the Raiders as a road favorite. And, and when's, I wonder when the last time they, they were. It's probably been a long time. And, and so, you know, you're looking at this team that you're like, I can't take them as a road favorite. But at the same time, I don't know. Or, or is the public just much more recent where it's like, well, who cares? Well, it doesn't really matter what the public thinks. But I'm yeah, exactly. You could twist, you could twist like, logic. It, 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 it's just one of these things where if you just watch the games, the first three games of the season, you'd be like, well, of course I'm taking Oakland. The Bears are the worst team ever. Jimmy Clausen, 1-11 in his 12 starts in the NFL career for whatever that's worth. Yeah. And Alshon Jeffrey will be back, though. Yes, yes. That's something big. Forte, Jeffrey. You know, yeah, maybe Forte has a big game, maybe. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, again, this isn't what I feel that strongly about at all. Yeah, I, I'm probably still going to take the Bears. I definitely see the argument for it. Um, but I think I'm taking the Bears at home with the points. I think they're a little desperate. It's, it's embarrassing. They're at home. They're going to show up. 
you know, Oakland, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 we'll see what kind of team they are. You know, maybe they, maybe they actually are better. I mean, the Ravens win was sort of the really impressive one. Um, and last week in Cleveland wasn't bad either. I mean, that was somewhat impressive too. So right, we're going to take a little commercial break. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Harry's.com. Make razor, shaving cream, and all that stuff. I actually tried it out. It's pretty good. It, it works perfectly fine, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than those razors that you get um, you know, at, at CVS or whatever. And I, I've long resented having to pay like 30 bucks for eight razors or whatever it costs. So um, you can say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables and say hello to Harry's. High-quality bra- blades at a price you'll love. Go to harrys.com right now. Enter the code LIST. At checkout and get five bucks off your first purchase. Get a month's worth of shaving for just ten dollars with lists at checkout. That's Harry's.com code lists. They they guard those li- those razors like it's Fort Knox too. You know why? Because because they're stupid expensive. They're so expensive. It's yeah. Like, it's like there's probably like five grand worth of razors at the CVS, right? And I always get annoyed. That's why probably why I have a beard most of the time is because I just don't want to pay for shaving. It's ridiculous. Um, and so yeah, these are these are a lot cheaper. Um, all right, so let's move on. Um, we got uh, Philly minus three at Washington. I have a side here. Again, I'm not strong on it, but I do have a side. What's your take? Yeah, not strong on it either, but um, I'm going to take the home dog here. I just have no idea what to make of Philly. I do think they will turn it around and be a good team and threaten that division. But at the same time, Sam Bradford, 5.8 YPA, three touchdowns, five turnovers. I mean, he's certainly has done anything but impress Washington, a, a, a decent defense. So, I mean, really, is it this Philly team should, is going to win by more than more than a field goal on the road? I mean, Washington's coming off a Thursday night game. They have the, the extra rest. I, I I mean, watching Kirk Cousins, so inaccurate that game. I mean, it's pretty pretty tough. But maybe Deshaun Jackson returns. Matt Jones makes a play here and there. Uh, this is just one of those coin flip games to me, so I'd just take the home dog. Yeah, I'm taking Philly. I, I think Bradford, You love Philly. You love them. Well, I was right last week. We should have gone with them as one of our five. Um, I made him one of, my, one of my three best bets. No, good call. Yeah. So, yeah look, and, and everyone thought the Jets were good, and maybe they are. But Philly is the type of team, they wear you out. They get plays on special teams. Their D is going to definitely pick off Cousins at least twice. Cousins is terrible. And he's, Washington's yeah. D, Daniel Hall is not great, but he's out. I think he's their top cover corner. I think they're going to connect. I think it's just – I think people were a little too quick to expect Bradford, who's brand new to the system, to, you know, get on, you know, on the same page as Jordan Matthews, who's a second-year guy who's never been a number one. It's because he looks so good in the preseason. That's why. Yeah, but the preseason. Everybody knows the preseason is bullshit. And then during the season, we're like, wow, it's just such bullshit. But at some point, everybody forgot in August because all this hype – I hate this. I, I do the cheat sheets for Rotowire, and I'm not going to say who, but people email me, and they're like, you got to move Eddie Royal up, man. You know, you got to move this guy up. And I'm always thinking, no, that's just wrong. You're wrong. And I know everyone's saying this stuff, and all over the industry, you're, feel, you're seeing this, and you, you feel like you're feeling the pressure that things need to be moved up. But the answer is no. It's just no. The answer is no. It, it doesn't mean anything. People have, need stuff to write about. They get excited, and it means nothing. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I would be better if I just shut my computer off August 1st and turn it back on September 5th and just to- tell me who's, who's right. you know, who's badly hurt. injured. Just yeah. tell me who's badly injured because I let that get into my brain. Too. I've, I've absolutely let people corrupt my mind and, and change my rankings, and I've, I've already regretted it so far this season even, even through three weeks. I've been like, why, why did I not just go with my, what I originally had? It is a toxic sludge. You know, it is, a, it is, like, it is like ingesting lead. You know, it, it, it just completely – ruins your perception of, of what you already know, which is 
you're pretty clear headed. You have a historical database in your head, not only of, you know, what happened last year, but sort of historically how players develop in their second year and how teams evolve and what's going on. And you have your ideas about players and those ideas are valid. Those are your experience based observations. And then this just total small sample nonsense gets in the way and, and just clogs it up. Don't ever pay attention to the preseason. Um, but I will say that I think Philly was they were ten and six last year. They've been good for the last couple of years. You know, I think Chip Kelly is a good coach. I think the system is legit, um, and I think they're going to be good. I don't know. I don't like Bradford especially, but Sanchez was reasonably effective last year. I think you need a especially good quarterback, and I think he will get better just because he's new to the system and it's just a matter of time. And so I I, I think Philly's going to crush them actually. I don't feel strong about that. I, w- I wouldn't argue. Okay. I want to. All right. I mean, I don't think we, we don't have to use them, but um, all right. Next one, uh, KC plus. This is the one that I hated the most. KC plus four at Cincinnati. What do you like? Uh, I don't like this at all. I really think that Cincinnati I'm buying into is a, is a sort of borderline elite team. Andy Dalton just looks so good. And um, even though their, their running game hasn't been good at all whatsoever, but uh, I'm going to take the points here. I know it's tough with the Chiefs. Uh, traveling on a, after a Monday night game, and they looked really bad. But everyone's going to look bad in Lambeau, and they played Denver the week before that. I know Alex Smith's coming off a pretty horrendous game. But this team has beaten really good teams in the past, the past couple of years. I mean, this I still think they can rise to the challenge, and they have a very good pass rush. Uh, they still have a, you know, maybe Jeremy Macklin probably was just garbage time BS, but maybe they kind of developed a rapport there in that second half. Still got Kelsey and Jamal Charles. So I'm taking the points, but I... I don't like this game at all. Yeah, I, I could have gone either way for the reasons you said. I took Cincy. I, they're better. They're, they're Cincinnati's good. They're good on offense. They're good on defense. They're at home. Uh, they're not equal teams to the Chiefs. They should be at least four, if not six, I think. And Cincinnati, I mean, Kansas City, I mean, what was that dink and dunk crap for a whole half? I mean, the beginning of the, the whole game, I, I know. they're down 24 to seven, and it's like they can't throw a ball more than five yards. And instead of attempting a Hail Mary, Alex Smith scrambles and slides. It's like, okay, I don't want to risk anything. And only when it was like the fourth quarter and they were down like 30, did they finally start opening it up. And wow, they're not that bad. I mean, Macklin's good, and Kelsey was making plays, and, and suddenly the team looks good. But do you think they're going to start off with that wide open offense in, in the first quarter against the Bengals on Sunday? No, I don't. I think they're super conservative, and they don't turn the ball over typically. And the spread is up to four. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, uh, I have four. It is I have four. Okay. That's what I said. I right. said it should be at least four. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it really is frustrating. I mean, Alex Smith just will not throw the ball downfield. I don't know. Who's, who's more cowardly, Alex Smith or Matthew Stafford? I mean, Stafford fluctuates from cowardly to just so stupid it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, he, he's like the person who's, like, terrified but also – you know, takes the most, uh, the most foolish risk imaginable, you know, that's not a good combination. No, it's terrible. <laughs> and if, if he were not the number one overall pick that year, he, you know, he, he'd be out of football, you know, or he, he'd be a backup. He'd be like, I don't know, Matt Castle or something like that at this point. Do you, do you think there's anything to a team, you know, winning three straight games and, and the chiefs losing two? Is there, is there anything to that as far as just like a mental, like, you know, just yeah. nature? I mean, is there something to that or is that just total anecdotal BS? I, I don't know, man. I, that, that's the thing that makes me a little nervous is like, I, I think I, here's how I think of it. And I think of streaks and slumps like this, right? When you're in a streak, you don't really correct. I mean, you correct things and you, whatever, but it's just kind of lip service. You feel like, yeah, we're awesome. Right. And Eventually, it's like you get your car aligned and the wheels stay straight. You could like let go of the wheel and it'll go straight. And I know you let go of the wheel a lot on the highway for extended periods of time. 
But if, if your car is out of alignment, your car will veer. And when it gets bad enough where you're constantly like having to pull the wheel straight, you go to the shop and you get it aligned again. And I feel like, you know, teams that like are doing badly, like they know they're out of alignment and they get their, they try to tune it up. You know, they do their best at least. Whereas the teams that are going straight, you know, they, they'll veer eventually. You know, I kind of have that. That's kind of like the, the basis for me. I know it's a little bit of gambler's fallacy, but at the same time, it's, there's sort of a psychological basis for it, which is that you coast a little bit when everything is going well, you know, and when they're, right. when it's not going well, you, you know, you, you, you try to fix it. Now, sometimes you do too much fixing and it becomes a disaster, right? You, you don't just let it be. And, and that can be a problem too. But, um, I don't know. That could be total BS. What I just said, I, I'm, I, I think just on the merits, since he's the, the pick, I, I just have this nagging, as you said, like they've, they've won a few in a row. Casey's more of a desperate animal, They'll they'll put up a fight. Yeah, I think that's that's a tough one. I mean, I think I, 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 the Bengals are legit. I, I fully fully on buying them. I'm just going to take them. Whatever. If Casey shows up and doesn't play this cowardly, weak ass way of playing or get some turnovers, that's fine. All right. So these get even worse. Cleveland plus seven and a half at San Diego. Do you have a side there? Uh, I don't like this one at all. I, I will actually give the points. Um, a long, a long way to travel. San Diego coming off an awful game. Of course, Cleveland didn't look great either. But, I mean, Josh McClown, I mean, come on. Uh, San Diego, I think this is the type of team that they could bully and just run up the score. They, I still believe in Phillip Rivers, and, and I think they put it together here. And, and maybe they're kind of a sneaky fantasy defense who actually finally starts recording some sacks. Yeah, I, I'd probably go San Diego too, though. I don't like it. I, I, just, I just feel that Cleveland, by starting Manziel... And that, that was why that pick was like got soured last week. It's like they just – they didn't have the courage. I mean, by starting McCown over Manziel, they just didn't have the courage to like, to like be a real team. And that was sort of a death sentence. For the I team. can't think of a team that literally has zero fantasy-worthy players in like 16-team leagues. Like I, I, Travis I, Benjamin, dude. Travis Benjamin. I guess, yeah. I, mean, I, I yeah. used him in a league and he scored a touchdown. I was ecstatic. I mean, somebody's going to be the number one receiver there. It might be Dwayne Bowe one day. It might be Benjamin. Who knows? I mean, it's definitely I, not Brian Whiteline. I guarantee that. <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. certainly not my guy, Isaiah Crowell, either. I'm done starting him in, in any. No, no, no. I, that guy, yeah, DFS, that's a disaster. Um, <laughs> all right, Green Bay minus nine at San Francisco. You're the Niners guy. I picked the side here. Um, tell me if, if it's right. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, go- I'm going to bat for this one, uh, yeah. for, to use one of our five. Um, so, uh, you know, c- traveling uh, for a short week and everyone sees Green Bay so good and, and the Niners have looked so terrible. You know, the one thing I will uh, argue for San Francisco is their schedule has been remarkably tough. Their opponents, if you count this Green Bay game, are 10-2, and two, their, their record. And that's including Minnesota losing week one to the Niners. So right, you got to take away the Niners. They're actually, what, 8-1, uh, and one, basically. Sure, sure. And we're not playing and them. the only loss they've had is this New England, and it was actually pretty close that game. <laughs> right, right. It's Pittsburgh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe, maybe who knows, maybe San Francisco is just really good at home. They had that good week one and terrible two road games. But, but uh, come on. I mean, I, I thought the spread was going to be 14 points. I mean, I don't. be 14 I mean, on the road. <laughs> why can't it? The Niners might very well be the worst team in the NFL, and, and the Packers might be the best. Uh, I, I am laying these points you are laying the points? Oh, yeah. Come on. They're going to laying mur- the points? I thought you were just making the case for the Niners. No, I, I was throwing you off, throwing your scent off. Oh, you were just joking Packers around. are going to blow I pick, them I out. This will be over by, by midway through the second quarter. I, I pick San Francisco here. Good I luck. Mean, dude, Green Bay is way better at home. Green Bay is like the Saints. They're the new Saints. Green Bay, the Saints used to ne- always cover at home, always suck on the road. 
Green Bay at home is like I took them last week against the Chiefs because they just don't lose at home. They just roll at home, okay? And but on the road they're still good, but they're just you know nine and seven good, you know maybe ten and six at best, and they're laying nine. 49ers have allowed 10.0 YPA this season, NFL high. Rodgers is going to – he's just going to play with them. He's going to toy with them. It's crazy. They've allowed five rushing touchdowns last two weeks to Chris Johnson and D'Angelo Williams. They're a combined 62 years old and combined for one total touchdown last season. Here's what you need to do. You need to go to Vegas, get all the money that you own on the planet, and just put Green Bay money line, right? So, like, because they – I'm not even talking about cover. I'm just saying money line. Right? I mean, this is a lock, right? There's no chance Green Bay loses, let alone doesn't cover, is what you're saying, right? No, of course there's a chance. And actually, the 49ers have owned Green Bay in the past few years for whatever it's worth. They they knocked them out of the playoffs in back-to-back years and won week one in between there. So, uh, I, I don't know. I don't I don't expect Colin Kaepernick to fight. So obviously, we're not taking this game. But I I, I don't know, man. I think, I, I'm not a fade the public guy in general anymore. I don't really care about the public. But to me... This is a big line, and I just, you know, the recency bias of seeing how crappy San Francisco is is really driving this thing up. Would the, yeah, no, I understand that totally, and how good Green Bay has been, especially in a primetime game. But w- would you think it's crazy if so what, this spread would be in Lambeau would be what? Anywhere between 14 and 15 no, points? No, it would be 15. Yeah, it would be yeah, 15, so that, I think. Yeah. And, and, and I think that would be totally legit. It should be maybe 17 in Lambeau. Okay, so okay, so you're just attributing that big of a difference as far I as – I just think they're especially tough at home. And, you know, it's September. It's not cold out, but – Man, it's just that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't make a mistake at home, ever. No, ever. I don't think he's thrown a pick since, I don't know, a couple presidents. Couple years. Or so. Yeah, and, and, you know, he did throw one right into somebody's hands last night. I mean, the other night, but he dropped it. All right, uh, so we're split on that. You uh, see Pro Football Focus gave him a negative grade? Gave who a negative grade? Aaron Rodgers. Why? That's just stupid. Oh, it's like the internet's lighting up over it. A negative – five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and they gave him a negative grade. But why? I mean, what's that's just stupid. It's just – yeah, it's yeah. That, it's, that means their metric is is that actually is broken because it makes you call into question a lot of stuff, right? It, it really does. Sense. It really does. It's like, wait, that's the metric. No wonder the Texans can't win despite having the greatest defensive player of all time. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know. Everything's called into question, right? Pretty much. All right, that's just that's weird. I I, don't, I can't even. Wrap they had my Bridgewater mind. higher this week, and he had five five point zero YPA, zero touchdowns, and a pick. Yeah, that's just weird. You know, it's, there's there's got to be like a common sense test that that you know you can't just have models and metric. But they're not like that. They like watch all the plays too. Exactly. Yeah, I guess the drop touchdown. I think he fumbled or something. Whatever. I mean, five touchdowns. I don't know. That's 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 just being contrarian to be contrarian. I feel like. I just think that's just bad. Okay, so uh, Minnesota plus six and a half at Denver. Um, again, another one I hate. I, I wrote down a team, but what do you think? Um, I, I kind of like Denver. I just see this this late afternoon game. I could the defense is so good. I mean, it's like the best in the NFL probably. I, I just I don't see them relying on Adrian Peterson like they have recently. And Bridgewater, as I just mentioned, his numbers from last week, which is pretty insane, to have a fifty quarterback rating, five point zero YPA, and win thirty one to fourteen. That just seems like a little bit of a fluke. He has not played that great this year. Props to you. People really liked him and Charles Johnson, and, I mean, these guys, Mike Wallace, the the passing offense has been pretty bad. Um, there's a lot of other aspects to like about this team, but I think Denver's defense is so good, and this pistol formation, yeah, Denver can't run, but the pistol formation is really transformed, and I think Manning's halfway back, and I, I could see this getting out of hand. 
Yeah, I, I totally could see that. I wrote down Minnesota. I, I thought maybe that uh, because Denver's strength is, is really pass defense and pass rush, uh, Minnesota doesn't really rely on that because they can't throw anyway, that maybe Peterson would have a good game and kind of just ugly it up a little bit. And that uh, Minnesota's defense has obviously played well, except in the Niners game. They couldn't tackle Carlos Hyde. Um, but they played well since then. And I thought maybe, you know, they, and what's going to start to happen, I think, and why C.J. Anderson's kind of interesting, even though I really didn't like him and I'm still kind of worried about him, but why you might want to buy low is because I think that people are going to start taking away, you know, Sanders and Thomas to the extent they can and just let Peyton hand it off and check it down. I mean, I just think if you're playing Denver, Peyton will do that if that's what you give him. And I think you want him to do that, right? I mean, you really don't want Demarius Thomas going deep and just crushing you the way he did uh, against the uh, Lions last week. You want to make him check it down to those other guys. And I think it could get into a game like that, right? Because uh, what's been a coach's coach? Um, Mike Zimmer was, you know, the he's pretty good. defensive he's coordinator. Good. And I think he's a pretty good defensive-minded coach. I, I don't know. I, I'm not – Yeah, I Denver's Denver allowed cr- – Crushing him. But Denver, you know, they, it's the Lions. They, they're not really, like, blowing people away. It's kind of this grinded-out type of game that they've, they've been playing. Yeah, they've allowed just 3.5 yards per carry, though. And I just feel like Denver remains one of the, you know, mile high is a pretty good home field advantage. Yeah, so, tough. I mean, it's it's really Kubiak's tough. Kubiak's an idiot, dude. He's really oh, no. stupid. He, yeah, he's out to lunch, I know. But um, but still, Manning Manning runs the show. He's I mean, he's totally already changed. Kubiak, when you see him try to run those bootlegs that he ran with Matt Schaub, and you see Manning barely, you know, running like he has, you know, quicksand on his boots. But um, I How think it worked yeah. for Matt Schaub the last couple of years too. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Kub- I, I'm surprised Kubiak even got hired. I mean, you know, he's one of those North Turner guys. Well, no, it's Elway wanted. You know, I won the Super Bowl when we turned to this ground game, so that's what's going to happen here. And uh, to their credit, I think they've already admitted that they were wrong and just let Manning do what he whatever he wants to do. And I think it's yeah. really shown in the last whatever uh, two games or one and a half games. And um, the, again, the defense. Everyone talks about Manning and, you know, is his arm strength back and, and uh, the shotgun and all that and their inability to run. But this defense is so good. It, I mean, it's so good. Yeah, no, the defense is good. And I do think they'll run more successfully from the shotgun, like when teams just have to take care of the pass and the running's there. All right, I'm not strong on it. Whatever. I don't really care. I, I could see it. I, I'm going to probably stick with Minnesota in my write-up, but the basis on which I wrote that, M-I-N down next to it was like so flimsy, but I don't even know why I'm defending it. Yeah, um, I was even going to maybe even try to talk you into that one, so I'm, I'm sad that you, you know, did. if you really want to talk me into it, I might go with it, honestly. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Because we'll I, I don't feel strongly about it. I just, I just had sort of my, my gut was just sort of Minnesota's going to play this one tough. That's just was my gut. Yeah, you, you also liked it. I mean, I really actually liked them last week against Detroit, but um, I guess that game could have been closer. But That, right, that we'll game talk. was pretty up for grabs until yeah. close to the end. Anyway, St. Louis plus 6.5 at Arizona. I've got a side here. Let me know what you think. I kind of just i am going to repeat exactly what I just said, basically. I mean, I think uh, St. Louis is a pretty decent team. But, man, I mean, Nick Foles couldn't light up at home against that, that shaky Pittsburgh defense. Everyone loved him as a cheap DFS option and – I don't, for, what they put up three points or something. I mean, maybe Todd Gurley uh, six you know, gets, gets the ball. Okay, six points, whatever. Uh, this Arizona team is awesome. I mean, sixteen and two now. Last eighteen starts by Carson Palmer. Uh, they are just. I mean, obviously the Niners played poorly, but I mean they still. I mean they could have just named their number last week. I mean they could have put up any amount of points they wanted to. Uh, maybe Andre Ellington's back. Not sure how much that matters. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the fountain of youth. Uh, I just think this, I think it's probably Patriots, Packers and Arizona have separated themselves as the, the, the three best teams in the NFL. 
they're at home. Um, I'm, I'm laying the points here. Yeah, I am too. I, I mean, you know, there's always that, well, it's, they're not bad at six and a half, but St. Louis has to show something to, to, to get, you know, to be less than seven here. They'd have to have played well against Pittsburgh, even if they lost, showed something. But they couldn't even pull that out after Roethlisberger went down. Yeah. And yeah. that was at home. And, yeah, I think Arizona's going to st- pretty much – I think they'll win by about 13. All right. So uh, Dallas plus four at New Orleans. Now, this is a great game because Dallas doesn't have – you know, they have Whedon and, and no Des Bryant. And New Orleans has maybe Breeze. He kind of returned to practice. His throwing went decently well, I guess. Um, Dallas is getting four. Who do you like here? Well, it's especially funny because it's NBC primetime Sunday night. I mean, I mean, what a nightmare. You're, you're four weeks into the year, and you might have Whedon versus McCown. Luke McCown, I mean, that's – but it does sound like Breeze is going to return to action. But Whedon actually hasn't been that bad. And uh, they, they, Dallas did defend the run well before getting gashed last week. I know they've suffered some injuries, Gregory, and um, they need uh, Hardy to return, which I believe is still one game away. But um, – I still think their offensive line remains elite, and there's no way I'm laying more than a field goal with this terrible, awful, no good New Orleans team. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I circled Dallas too. It's just four is enough. You know, I think it'll be a close game. The Dallas offensive line is so much better. I think defensively, Dallas isn't great, but they're better than New Orleans. And so you're basically the only advantage New Orleans really has because their receivers. I mean, who's Brandon Cooks? Is he even good? I don't know. Um, you know, they, they basically just have Drew Brees, and Drew Brees may not even be himself, and he may not even play, as far as we know. So it just seems like that's just not enough to lay for. Frankly, frankly, um, McCown was was an upgrade last week than the version after uh, he got hurt again. Well, Brees got hurt at Bucks. I mean, there's no question about that. Yeah, I mean, you would be an upgrade after the injured version of Brees. He was just he was throwing the ball right into the, the Bucks. I mean, he was he was useless. So I think their number two wide receiver right now is a guy named Willie Sneed. Yeah, Willie Sneed. What happened to Brandon Coleman? What happened to, you know, Cooks got like seven for 80 or something, so he did something last week. Uh, and C.J. Spiller's on a milk carton. I mean, I, I don't know. that. There's something wrong. That team's fundamentally, I, I just, I would happily just take the four points here, even with Whedon on the road, whatever. The only side, other side of it I see, though, is that Dallas has sort of a built-in excuse. Like, if Dallas loses, no one's really going to get on them because it's like, you know, dude, they lost their best player and their quarterback. It's like, what are they – and they're going on the road, and New Orleans is so desperate at this point for a win. True. And they're at home. I, I could see New Orleans just crushing them, but I'll, I'll, I want to see it first. I'll take Dallas, too. All right, last one on Monday night. We got Detroit plus 10 at Seattle. Where are you going there? Uh, I'm, I'm really curious your thoughts on this. Um, I, kind of, I kind of actually like Seattle here. Now, do you realize that they are tied for the the fewest amount of offensive touchdowns with four in the NFL with with two other teams, I think Chicago and Jacksonville? That's pretty bad. I mean, what was the halftime score last week? 3-0, uh, I think. It was 3-0. Yeah, 3 nothing. Wow, it's terrible. But they still ended up shutting them out. Uh, and if you remember correctly, Seattle is – I know this is a different team. Don't, don't get me wrong. But the NFL refused to put them in a night game at home last year because they were tired of so many blowouts that people stopped watching at halftime. So they, they, are, they are especially good in primetime at home. And uh, so far, if you look at some advanced metrics, uh, I, I don't know if it's Football Outsiders or, or one of those, has, um, has graded Matthew Stafford as the worst quarterback in the NFL so far this season. He refuses to throw the ball downfield to Calvin Johnson. Don't know what's going on there. Another game with Cam Chancellor under his belt. I just think this Detroit team, you, you, you kind of like Philly, you seemingly continue to back Detroit. So maybe and I hate Detroit. Team. I've always hated Detroit. Terrible, terrible coaching. 
uh, in primetime again, Seattle at home, just so different. I think they finally get on track here offensively as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to lay the, the points, even if it is upwards of 10. Yeah. I, it's 10 right now. I circled Detroit. I, I thought I Seattle was so impressive. They only got those three because they faked a kick return and Richard Sherman returned the kick. You know, the kick return made it seem like the ball was coming to him. And, the well, and they needed Lockett to return, return to, you know, special teams as well. Yeah, so they got 26, but it's really 19, and that three was just a gift from that, so it was really 16. Their offense sucks. Yeah, and yeah. Detroit's D is not that bad. I mean, Peyton Manning eventually got to them, but it wasn't like they didn't shred them. They're averaging, they're allowing 8.7 YPA, third right, highest really? in the NFL. I, I guess. Right. Just four sacks. Uh, I don't know. It didn't look that bad, at least when I was watching it. It wasn't like they, I think they won 24 to 12, and it was close for a long time. Um, but you know what? I, again, I don't, this, is, this was really a coin flip, and I could see taking Seattle. I want to take Seattle. I hate having Detroit on the road, hoping that they, you know, the coach, because, you know, you're, you're not going to get any help from the quarterback or the coach. You, right. know, you throw your lot in with this team, and it's like you're, you, those are your guys. Those are your people suddenly. Jim Caldwell and Matthew Stafford are your people. And that's just horrible. That's a horrible feeling. No, I'm going to be on the Seattle side. Uh, trust me. I, I may switch that to Seattle. But it just seems, again, it, it just seems so, I don't know, just everyone's going to be on Seattle. It's this dome team outdoors uh, on a prime. Uh, I don't know. I think this could get, I hear, I hear you. I, I do hear you. Seattle's it, it, offense. It's like Vegas is just handing this money out. Seattle, you know, just come take it. Here I it is. Here's, it, the, here's the easy money with Seattle. I mean, Green Bay, San Francisco is like going to be like that too. Everyone's going to be on Green Bay. Well, I said, I thought the same thing last week, Seattle, they were handing money out. But that at least was like a 16 and a half point line. It went off 14 and a half. Yeah. Well, it went off at 16 and a half, but yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Did it? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, at least it was like a, a a real line. This is just ten. This, but Detroit is not the doormat that Chicago. Yeah, is. I was going to say Detroit's better, better than Chicago. Yes, marginally. I mean, well, at least with Jimmy Clausen version. Yeah, exactly. Not that the Jay Cut. Not oh, Jay Cutler is the big difference maker. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, can we can we agree on a few here? We're going to take Baltimore in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm okay with that one. We're going to take Indy hosting Jacksonville. I'm on board. Giants. Take the Giants. And then we're going to probably have to, to talk nego- backstage. Maybe Arizona? Maybe Arizona? Yeah, we'll take Zona. That's four. Yeah, so we, we, okay. uh, four out of five is pretty good, I think, on this on this podcast. I feel pretty good about that. Now, the other candidates would be you don't want Philly. Um, the other one would be maybe Houston. But you don't want, you like Atlanta, don't you? No, I no, I took the points. I took Houston. All right, so maybe that we'll, – we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll negotiate the last couple, but I think Houston might be our, our fifth. Yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about this a little bit more, but I'm, I'm happy with coming up with, you know – Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just – exactly. I'm just happy to have four. Yeah. All right, man, appreciate you doing it, and we will uh, revisit uh, Friday on XM and then next week. All right, sounds good, Liz. Thanks, man. Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. This podcast is brought to you by Harrys.com. You can check out their razors at harrys.com and their other products. This is the East Coast Offense Podcast. I'm Chris Liss. If you enjoyed it, uh, I would be great if you uh, subscribed on iTunes and or left a comment. Both of those things are incredibly helpful to us. Thanks for listening.